Hello everyone and welcome to our fourth episode of Barcast. My name's Chris Phillips. I'm here with my co-host Mark Chapel. Hello folks. So I hope everyone's doing well and the summer has been hot, hot, hot. Oh, of course. Perfect weather for shorts. I made a mistake wearing jeans, which is not pleasant for a good walk. I have to wear them for work, so I know that pain. Oh, oh God, yeah. So folks, obviously, I'm hoping everyone is doing well for lockdown. I uh, have noticed I've personally changed during the lockdown topic. Um, my, how I come forward to people is different. Um, obviously, through social media, I am talking to people still. But I do slightly miss the one-on-ones that I have with people. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, like, where you see, like, everyone, like, day-to-day, just, just on passing, you could, like, say hello. But what I've noticed is, you know, like, when you have the face mask when you go out? Yeah. And how body language is. But oh, what's yeah. so important is how people read your lips to hear what you're saying. But obviously with a mask, as it's covering the whole thing, you can't always see. So sometimes you pick up the lip movements for words that sound very similar, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like um, purrs and purrs and that sort of yeah. thing. And if like, they're speaking to you verbally, because that's the problem like, with the mask going. And sometimes, obviously, you can see muffled through the mask. Um, so it's not as easy to do. Obviously, sm- people have been able to like meet up on occasion, obviously being quite far apart in small, very small groups. Yeah, social distance and the like. Yeah, which but, has not been too bad. No. Because I always come better over... Um, I can say what I want to say in voice more than I can type it. Oh, uh, for sure. And I have to say there's been a particular person I've been talking to lately that I struggle to convey what I'm saying properly because yeah, I, I rely a lot on my vocals. And it's my a lot tone. of tone as well. Yeah, I'm quite tonal the way I talk. Hmm. I believe I touched on this on like the first podcast. Yeah. Um, but this particular person has hmm. um, really, I feel like, attacked my mannerisms in the way I talk to people oh. online. Okay. Like, he said I'm too formal, it's dispassionate, um, it's cold. I'm just like, but that's the way I talk. I I'm do talk way. formally because that's how I was brought up. Hmm. Um, but because you're seeing it written on, on a page, and yeah. I focus a lot on punctuation because, you know, I need pauses, hmm. you know, and my English lessons were taught to use proper punctuation and proper pronunciation. Which I understand, because obviously you do want to seem formal, so you get in your message across, whereas if you play it in a certain way, sometimes your messages don't go over. I mean, I'm very formal in the ways of emails, because people want to know the information, and then if they want it casually, they can always come see me. Exactly, but he goes, um, they mentioned the fact that because I message so formally, they never know whether I want them to like meet up with them or not. I'm just like, I say, would you like to meet up on such and such a date during this time? Because I have time free and I would like to see you, which I believe is a valid 
way of messaging someone. Yeah, because I mean, if you were going to seem cold or wasn't likely and they were interference, you would just almost open the message, see them on red, and then just ignore it. Yeah. You wouldn't be willing to put the effort in writing, say, a couple of lines if they were annoying you because. You'd, I know, I know as much as it is, but you wouldn't need the need unless you wanted to. Exactly, and I honestly, and I've messaged this person a few times over the past few months because it's mm. like talking to the same people over and over again, mm. especially where I can't see them in person. I've messaged them more, but it's given me a slight anxiety that am I bothering them? But so I on the odd occasion I would message this person and every time he goes oh I must talk to you about the way you speak to me because it's so formal it gives me anxiety I'm like, but how I'm I don't understand yeah I, I get that cause, yeah because if you're if you're writing to anyone you can't unless you really put in like massive hints in how you would speak but sometimes people could get annoyed by that because then they can't tell if you're being sarcastic or too pandering. Because obviously if you are formal, it's there's different ways to being formal. There's being yeah. like straight to the point, yeah. or there's getting your message across in a way where you want them to know everything without being like straight there. Because I mean, me, I can be very, very blunt with what I'm doing. And it's like maybe one line to say what I could say in two, but that would be more calming, whereas when I'm blunt, I'm pretty straight to the point, and mm. I would come across harsh. Yeah, I always feel like if I'm blunt, I'm being rude. and mm. But when I'm being formal, I'm being polite and courteous. Yeah. I'm giving the that. people the respect I believe they deserve. And yeah, I, if I'm talking to someone I'm really close to, I will drop the grammar, because... Mm. They they know what I'm going to say before I even say it. Yeah. Like, you, Talia, Scott, I don't have to be so formal. Because mm. my message just gets there. But yes. people I'm not as close to who don't know how my mannerisms work, mm. I need that formality. Yeah. And it I helps me that. get closer to people until the point they know me where I can stop the formality. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the problem that we have in this day and age at, at the moment in this year because cause you can't see as many people as you would on a daily basis uh, because of the health concern. So you try and limit, but you also do want to talk. And the problem is, is if they then feel like offended when you weren't trying to be, and then the anxiety of both you would then increase because then you feel like have I done something wrong whereas originally what you did was innocent and how you come over as yeah any messages that we've had has been formal when we're getting to the point and then we do have our lightheartedness afterwards but exactly because I know you but I know you personally so I know how you come across exactly um, but when we're organizing bar chat stuff I am formal because I know this is important yeah if we're, um, if we're just talking manga, the formalities are gone. But because oh, yeah. this is something I care about, and I, I know you care about it, mm. um, I, I put the effort in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, half, half our conversations, when it is, I'm writing more 
than what I do because half the time it's usually like a gif or a meme or something that gets my message pretty much across. Yeah. yeah we, we talk in memes. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, that allows me to be informal. But I'm not at the point of, like, communication with this person to do that. Hmm. Hello, everybody. So, I've got a brilliant topic. Everyone knows that I love Marvel pieces. Over DC yeah, and Marvel. Yeah, just. Yeah. And what I wanted to say is some of my favourite characters. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about your favourites. Now, I am more liking the, not just the heroes, but the villains and the anti-heroes. So, one of my top would have to be Venom. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen the movie, and I, I know, like, through the comics, and it's, like, how they appear and what they do, because you can take it through one point where it's, okay, what he's doing is bad, but at the same time, it's not, but it's its own justice in a world so corrupted. And how you know, like, how he survives in the movie, because that's, I'm only going to keep it to the movie, I won't move it to the comics just yet, that's... That's a whole different domain. Yeah, we're, we're, we're serving comics for Barbara's. Yeah. And obviously, you know, in, in the film, he eats life. He can't eat something that's dead, but he has to eat it alive. So all like the goons and everything, eats it alive. Not sure how Eddie stomachs that afterwards or if it's two separate beings. I feel like it's two separate beings because... Uh, Venom says hungry, but Eddie normally, he's like, mm, I'm alright, I could, you know, go for a bit of toast, but, you know, I'm not hungry. Yeah. But, but I mean, Venom's what, just what... like, feed me. So, I think they're two separate beings when it comes to mm. hunger. But what, what I love about it in that film was the bond that they grew from the start. So, obviously, they knew each other. Obviously, Venom the symbiote needed a host and Eddie needed a reason because obviously with how the movie went and his job was sided, he needed something to carry him on. But I just loved it from the middle near the end because it came up where they were bonding so well, like talking to each other and said, oh, you can jump, you can do this. And it's like, no, don't eat. I'm in the back. I also like where Eddie's at like top of a building and then Venom just like jump. Do it. And then <laughs> Eddie doesn't, he just goes, pussy. I'm just like, I just like how he calls his wimpy action out because Venom knows he can survive that jump. Yeah. yeah. It's, it sort of matches the whole Miles Morales scene in Into the Spider Verse where he looks like he's going to jump off the side of the building and goes, I'm going to take the stairs. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That was so good. So, and, I, and I like that relation. I mean, if it was one thing to take over my body out of everything, it probably would be Venom because it would be fun. And providing it's um, a connection like Eddie and Venom and not like a symbiote and a non compatible host because that would just kill us. Oh, yeah, Carnage without a doubt, no way. But yeah, with Venom. And then at, near the end, you find out Venom wasn't the best out of all of them. No, he was, he was sort of the outcast. Best. Yeah. So it's kind of like relatable where it's like you don't have to be normal, but it also means you can be strong. I mean, that's one reason why I do like Venom because 
he's not bad, he's not good, he's in the middle, he's in the grey, and sometimes that is what the world needs. Yeah, I can fully get that. Sometimes just being the best version of yourself, whether it's good or neutral, is fine. Don't be the best version of yourself if you're an arsehole, though. Just oh, no. stop being an arsehole. No, I've got time for that. <laughs> but, yeah. Do you have any other favourites, or are you just like Venom, or...? Oh, now, ever since I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't know about the comics at the time. I just knew about the movie, and I absolutely fell in love with the duo groups and Rocket. And Rocket. I knew that was coming. I, I have to agree. I love Groot. Like, oh, is it the one, the One Tree Army? The One Tree Army, and honestly, I don't know if I prefer like Baby Groot or if I prefer Old Man Groot. That's what I'm gonna call him. I, he probably wasn't an old man, but but old man Groot was such a kind soul. Hmm. Very compassionate and quite daft sometimes. Oh yeah. Just like oh, my God, I need out. that bit over there <laughs> a bit, and Groot just you know, goes and gets it. I'm just like, hey, look what I got, and everyone's just like, well, we got to do this now. Oh no, I love I loved it, and, and that's what I liked about Baby Groot and Teen Groot because how they went so you had baby group that had no care in the world no self-control either just don't ever a little unwanted but the one the one interesting thing was i think it was the end of the first one you know like when he's a tree like the small a sapling in the pot yeah it's like doing doing a little dance yeah that's the end credit scene isn't it yeah and then when drax looks at him he stops yeah now, the, the interesting thing about that, which not everybody knows about, but it's very small, is, is because Groot knows that Drax wasn't a fan of dancing. Yeah, Drax that's the one. Like it. Yeah, Drax doesn't like dance. So mm. out of respect for Drax, Groot wouldn't dance whilst Drax was watching. And yeah. that is really sweet, considering that was literally a twig that regained yeah. its consciousness. But it was just such a cool feature, and, and it's something that you after you've seen the other films, you want to go back to and see. I mean, everyone loves the after credits. Yeah, and some of them are, you know, they're just funny little clips. Mm. Other, just hold like a little drop or spoilerage for the next film, and it was just what you needed. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's what also made Rocket such a compelling character, because I think it was the role where, obviously, Groot was like the guardian, and then it's like now that Rocket is um, the guardian of Baby Groot, so it's yeah. all starting the French. Which is so, it was so funny, Baby Groot, like that not a care in the world. He knew exactly what was going on. Oh yeah, he had the right means. Sure. It was it was just the bomb scene that was priceless. <laughs> okay, repeat after me. I am Groot. Yeah, I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. No! That's the button that's going to kill everyone. <laughs> Try again. I am Groot. I am Groot. No! Not that button. It just takes oh. it. Oh, God. We're all going to die. Oh, I loved it. The, the little devil just ran off with the bomb once the fighting got intense. And everyone's just like, we've just let off this child with the thing that's going to kill us. Well, nice knowing you guys. 
But it's like the main thing is like their origin because in the film they've kept it so open. You could come up with any scenario you wanted where they eventually mm. met. You could follow yeah. where they met up as convicts, or did they meet on a planet like some of the comics lead you to believe? Mm. No. But but obviously we I can talk about this forever. But what about you, Chris? How about your characters? See, I'm. I wasn't actually expecting you to throw this back at me. I'm good uh, like this. But obviously, yeah, I am a fan of Groot and Venom. Um, I am also a big fan of most of the cast of Into the Spider-Verse. But, ah. but particularly Peter B. Parker. Basically, our Peter Parker, but the old... Like, he's older. Uh, he's messed up a lot. He's clearly just had enough. Ah, uh, the one that's yeah, the one that's hit the rock. Yeah, the one that's hit the rock, and ah, mm. oh, I just, I want, I somehow relate to that. I get that, yeah. Because at the age of nineteen or twenty, before I started any of my extra hobbies, mm. I had the same routine day in, day out, day in, day out, and I was already getting tired of it. Yeah. And I was, uh, my weight was going up, things weren't going well, like, mental state probably wasn't the healthiest it's been. And I just saw that yeah. in this, when you meet him. And then, obviously, Miles turned him back around, to, you know, so he gave a damn again and he wanted to try again. Yeah. And that's sort of like how music has affected me. So it's basically your spark. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Miles. Gwen is great, but Peter B. Peter B, yeah. The one and only. And the most, as you said, the most one we can relate to because we've all had our stomp. We always have. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do need, as you said, a hobby or someone there that you can bounce off of and... Sometimes your experience, even at rough times, you can pass on to the the next generation below us because nothing smooth sailings. As much as I could work at sea, nothing goes always according to plan. You can never predict where the weather or time or whatever's going. But obviously that's what I love as well. And, um, and I'm really pleased that they are working on the second one. Yeah, I can't wait to see. I hope they bring back Peter B because I just want to see how he's doing. Does he still have uh, the gut? Hmm. But what's going to be interesting is if you remember at the end, they had the future one. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, won't we? Hmm. But obviously, that's movies, and that would be for another time. Yes, it will. Hello, folks. So, obviously, our Discord is growing, and it's really cool because we're getting such a range of people now each with different likes, each with different nationalities, and it's brilliant. And I'm hoping more people who are listening to that could join us. So we have got different channels up, like Arcade, where we talk about, and usually I'm on there. We've got a few others that hopefully, if you ever join us, you'll get to meet. Chris has been making contact in the art department, and obviously, if you've ever seen our social media or you've followed his streams, he's been doing a lot of artwork. More than myself, which I used to do a lot of doodles. Yeah, um, over the past, you know, couple of months, I've been getting into sketching more, obviously, and um, 
in the past, I use my time as a streamer on a Thursday where I sketch and mm. it's always a good social time. And as Mark was saying, our Discord doesn't just have um, drawing in the sketching area and the arcade area. We have you know, political talk, which you know, not a lot of people have gone in. We do have a political person in the Discord. So yeah. if you ever want to talk politics, there is a space for you. Mm. Um, there's the jukebox where we can talk songs. And there's just a general buy area for just general chit chat. And it's, and it's so good because everybody is bringing something new and something interesting and we can bounce ideas off each other. Like uh, the art, the artwork's growing from where Chris has been doing his sketches and uploaded is what he's worked on, how it's finishing, and we can ask him questions and different ways we improve. And we've got another member that looks like he does more cartoonish work and he's yeah. bringing that in. He does and more digital art, whereas <laughs> I do more classic, you know, pencil and paper. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Myself, I'm like more sketches and like pens. So yeah, you're, you're like me. Yeah, I'm basically like you. Go, we'll just sketch anywhere and see what we can find. But it's it's just so brilliant to see a community that we've mentioned before and how far it's grown. And speaking of community, um, also my Twitch streams are growing as Mark mentioned. But on a Sunday, I've got a Minecraft world I like to build up. Hmm. Um, I've I've built a few things in it now. Um. But I've been talking to one of my Twitch followers and there's a possibility that I'm going to be turning the world into a realm. Oh. Where I'm going to like let the community like start joining me. In that the sounds quite a good idea. Yeah, it's, um, it's not going to be for a little while yet. I've got a few things to sort out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to link it more to my personal Twitter feed for updates on it. With, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's going to be more me that deals with it. Mm. Um, but once it's up, um, I want a few things like in place that I've built first. Um, so when people do join, they could just like come find where I am. And we can just start. Like They don't have to worry about all the early game stuff. They could just yeah. like they could come to me, and then we'll just poof, get get the ball. Make, yeah, you can make like an adventure of guild where you can come up, stock up. Yeah, I was like, thinking, thinking of either an adventurers guild or I'm gonna make like a, a shopping area. Ah. So you yeah, you, could you, you could come in, and you buy thing you know like a commercial district. Mm. It's a bit, I will admit, it's a little bit hermit crafty in that sense. But I feel like that'd be quite a fun thing to do. Yeah, and you could and you could always build like maybe like with adventurers, you could almost have like mercenaries that go out, scavenge for like monster parts and deliver them off. Yeah. But I am I'm as I said, I'm not sure where I'm going with it yet. Uh, it's probably not gonna be taking effect probably until like later this year or the start of next year. Yeah. It's gonna be a while away, but it's definitely a plan for a later date. Yeah, because obviously that is quite a big project. Yeah. And if, if you're trying to run a realm with normal people, it's, uh, it is tricky. 
really is. But it does sound quite good, and you never know who might turn up, which is the interesting thing. If you like our content, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. So, as you may know, I've recently joined a D&D group. Um, oh yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Well, so I thought. Uh, last, no, just before the last podcast was recorded, that was the day we had our third session. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's still pretty fresh for me. Um, and it turns out we were not supposed to survive. Oh. Our dungeon master had the full intent for pure storytelling purpose of killing our characters and having a god save us, you know, you know bring us back. Interesting. And he goes, no, your, your guy's quest, your guy's uh, destiny is hmm. to defeat this guy. So basically we've met our final big bad evil guy in the third session. Oh. <laughs> we didn't win. Don't take it the wrong um, way. We didn't. We were massacred, essentially. Did you have any good we, tactics? We, um, no, we took out, like, that was probably 40 mobs on the board, plus the big bad evil guy. Then five more wraiths came along. Wow, that's we tough. Were, yeah. We took about 12 mobs out. Hmm. So we, we took out a good bunch, but we decided a little too late to retreat. Ah. Uh. I got knocked to the ground, like, right outside of the retreat bit. So I got, I did the first square, and then frickin' the big bad guy knocked me down in, like, one hit. Which is bad, because I have the most HP. No. I have the highest hit points out of the group. And he took me out in, like, one hit. God, that's, that's like one punch, man. Yeah, to be fair, we're only level three at that point. So he he did like 40 damage on me. Yeah, I just went. Um, So yeah, that happened. But then my first, you know, life-saving roll, I didn't do too well on. So I stayed down. Mm -hmm. And obviously I had to wait for everyone else's turn before it was me again. And by that point, all the bad guys were like too far away from me mm-hmm. to um, be in my way. Then I rolled wow. a nat 20 to save myself. That's a lucky roll. Lucky roll. And I play dead. Mm. Like for like two turns. Which is wise. Which was wise, which let all the other guys who were still near the era area either follow my teammates who were hidden successfully rolled a nat 20 in stealth so they or like really high so they could hide or the other one played dead as well and um i crawled back to the other guys got some lucky stealth rolls and we basically survived by the skin of our teeth Oh, that sounds like a good adventure oh it was so tense because we all needed like to roll 16s and higher. Oh. Like every roll. Oh, and we were just doing it successfully right at the end. Talk about luck. Talk That's about luck. Like, and we're all level four now because we took out a bunch of orcs and goblins oh. and all that. And we took it. 
we didn't take out a single wraith, and we dealt no damage on the big bad evil guy. Oh, well, hey, at least a level up and survive. That's yeah, level up, bad. survived. Uh, we were all chosen like new abilities and new feats for level mm. four. And you know, it's, it's actually a really fun session. Um, it's going to be a couple more weeks until the next okay. one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to update you on the next podcast. But on the podcast after episode six, I can tell you what happens next. Yeah, I mean, we can always have like a refresher just to like. Exactly. Uh, everyone can like go to the past uh, of our videos to see. Exactly. What we meant. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying I'll make it a recurring feature on the on the, on the podcast. It, it it's quite fun to just relive it in my head and mm. just going, yeah, I had full intentions of killing you. Oh well, we didn't die. That no. Never surrender. So he's just like, well, I have to change the story now because mm. of your roles. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but that's enough about D&D. Mark, what games have you been playing? So, funny enough, speaking about dwarves, obviously with your D&D, obviously <laughs> as people might have seen on our Instagram and also our Twitter, I post the occasional clips of Dancing Dwarfs after a Yeah, show. Yeah, which I don't understand the context of because I don't play those games. Why are you posting about Dancing Dwarfs? It, it's the funniest thing, so coming back to the brig, so you have a mission, and it's not the smoothest of operations, no matter how good you are, because obviously the main aim of the game, you're going down mining your resource or fighting off the swarms of bugs or their uh, knickknacks. Maybe to make scramble egg, we don't know. It's just whatever we do to get paid. Now, the recent thing was I leveled up and promoted one of my characters. So I got it to level 25 and he's now promoted, which unlocked the deep dives, which are tough, they're fun. And the best thing is I've been able to forge beards from them. Beards? Yes. As in Facial hair. Indeed. And weapons. Because um, the interesting mechanic you've got is that once you've unlocked deep dives, they are two objectives in each map you go, and you cover three operations in one. So first, right. it's like collecting a resource and killing off two like bosses. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. And then once you've done that, you hit the recall, the pod comes down, and then you go down to the next one. And the next one might be like, right, you need to fix up some of the broken machinery and then get some ore and then the next one could be a mixture of two where it's like right you've got to fight these creatures but throughout the mission depending on how long you take swarms come in of all the bugs and it's basically not small one army you've got a certain amount of ammo at the time unless you call them a supply drop which you have to get resources for first oh that makes sense yeah, and it's intense because like you're firing away, they're outnumbering you, and it's basically such a fun game. So when it works well, I go back to the rig, and I love to dance because the operator will message saying you've got good dancing, but the company's not paying you to dance. Get back to work. <laughs> what game is this? This is Deep Rock Galactic. It's a game that I've always been interested in. And I only purchased it this year. What do you play on? No, what? So I play on PC, uh, PC on Steam. 
Ah, it's on Steam. Yeah. Never so, had um, anything off Steam. Hmm. Yeah, it was like a sale because uh, it came out of early access and it went on a sale for a price. And I thought, well, I always might pick it up. And I thought, all right, let's get it this time and see how it goes. It turns out to be very interesting. If people have paid like the Payday games, which is very similar, which is on all platforms now, um, you basically have a team of like four. You go in and like do heists. Same concept, but you're going down into mine shafts in space and you're basically hunting after ore instead of a bank. Are there any pigs? Not that I know of. Until pigs fly. Um, you know. In Minecraft, if you use um pistons, you can have flying pigs. I mean they might die when they land, but you know, they fly for a little bit. That'd be like a siege in the old days. Right, I shall launch the pigs at your fort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. I love this. But, but I mean, I'm, I, I love the pieces, and it's so interesting. And the community is brilliant. I mean, the good thing is, what's very funny is the drinks. Drinks? Yes. You can form different drinks um, in the game. And I think you'll like our next topic after this. So everybody, Mark did just mention drinks, and I did indeed. And last week, Mark introduced the verses series, in which we're going to start on our channel soon enough. However, I want to take this opportunity to introduce another part of the channel that we've got coming. We're calling it Bar Snacks. Hi. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's going to be the food and drink section of our channel. Mark and I have both proclaimed foodies. Um, Mark's been bar worker and you can make like fancy coffees and stuff. Well, he knows the machine that makes it. Yeah. Uh, and he understands like the the proportions. Me, I'm a, I'm a wait I was a waiter and I work for butchers. So I got, I got quite a foodie sort of feel about me and we're both big people. Oh, of course. Of course. So, Enjoy it. Yeah, jolly and foodie. Um, so what we want to introduce to this channel is like foods you can find at a bar or like some bars will do food, some bars do like side, like snacky things. And we're basically going to be introducing like all the finger food sort of things you can find at bars. Yeah, like, like a co like a cocktail selection with like some functions you do. You have all like little snack foods and... Yeah. And yeah. some American bars are also bar diners. Oh, yes. So you got to think, you know, you got to be thinking fried chicken. you got to be thinking, like, brisket. Um, and everyone's favourite, pancakes. Oh, yeah, pancakes. Now, weirdly, though, I am not good at making pancakes. Um, but I've heard on the grapevine that you're good at pancakes. I'm always improving. And I'm always tinkering with mixtures. So I do, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near masterwork. And obviously I'll fail occasionally. But yes, I am really good at doing my pancakes. Now, the favourite type that I like doing is crepes, which is very, like, from the era, like French. They, um, so instead of like America, where they're 
big, like really big, like pancakes, chunky, they're like maple syrup. These are very thin. Uh, you can roll them up, fold them over. And when oh. I spent time in France, you could have like jam, ice cream, fruit, all wrapped up. And it'd be like a food that you take it away with. Um, I'm more of a savoury grape person. So have yeah. cheese sort of grapes. Spinach? Like, yeah, spinach um, cr with cracked black pepper. Oh, that's awesome. I, I prefer savoury foods. Um, I've recently just gotten a, um, a mini deep fat fryer. Oh. So I'm looking forward to learning how to make things like scotch eggs, uh, oh, pro proper deep fried chips and fries and mm. crisps, you know, all the good stuff. Fried chicken is a must. Oh, yes. Like, if, if you know me, that is my thing. So I'll be looking at thighs and wings especially. I can guarantee it's going to be a spicy one. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, the wings will be spicy. The wings will be, like, spicy, maybe buffalo style. Ah, not bad, not bad. So I'm going to be, like, picking up recipes... And I want to be doing, I'll be doing videos on like food stuff. Mm. Mark will be doing videos on drink stuff. He's going to relearn what he got whilst he was at a bar. Like learn, yeah. learn the cocktail side of things. Um, we'll, oh, which, which is fun. So, yeah, so food is a really fun part for us. And we're really looking forward to adding it to our channel. Yeah. I mean, and we've always got interesting ideas where we're going to go. I mean, some drinks, when I've travelled, I've never realised could exist. I mean, it sounds stupid, but obviously you can add alcohol to like coffees. I mean, obviously you've got an Irish coffee. But the one drink that I loved, which I had when I was in Prague, was a hot chocolate with rum. Yeah. So, depending on what rum you wanted, like, um, I recommend like a gold. You don't want a black to be too dark for um a palette but a nice gold maybe like captain morgan um just at the right level it's very nice the heat really brings out the alcohol and it's not unpleasant it is quite a nice drink someone's recommended vodka and milk to me that's interesting so i think we'll definitely have to trial that one out on a video like what? different things to do with vodka i wonder if that's the white russian it could be a warrior Russia. I, we, that is something we'd have to investigate. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try it out. So, so, yeah. As you can see, we don't even know where it's going, but we're both really excited into getting into this topic. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we've had this weekly feature going on. Um, Mark started it, then he didn't expect me to outdo him like I did apparently last week. But it is time for the jingle. And this week it's Mark's oh. turn, so sorry buddy. So sticking with my theme of verses. Welcome to the bar bro. Everybody loves it. Everybody bro. Do 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 do. Marvel and DC. Panga and anime. Welcome to the bar brawl, starting with us. That's it. That's it. I'm sticking with that. 
Fair enough. You've jingled the new topic. Interesting. Indeed. Oh, that's, that's, that's feeding me ideas for next week. Or next time. If you right. catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that's all we've got for this time. Um, as always, Mark and I have really enjoyed making this podcast. Uh, if, there's, if there's any topics you want us to discuss, feel free to catch us on CM Bar Chats on all social medias apart from Facebook. Um, you can catch me on all social medias at Crispy Sings. Also on Twitch, same name. Also on TikTok, same name. Mm, you can catch good. us pretty much anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Pokemon. Very common Pokemon. Um, yeah, so feel free to catch. The next episode is on the 29th of August. Good little jingle to go with that. Yeah, I didn't forget at all. <laughs> so the 29th of August, uh, we look forward to talking to you all then. Have a, have a fun summer. Everybody. Bye.